welcome to the deep dive, the live dive. How are you, old mate, Mr. Smith? Old mate, Trent, hello, and welcome to the new age. A oh, few things have changed since we last spoke. We can't even be in the room together anymore. It's funny how I listened to the first episode, a bit of it again, because it felt like we were pretty, like, lit through that episode. And I went back and then, we don't actually sound that bad. Um, we don't, I, initially I was like, feel like we had a bit of wine in that episode but then I went back and I'm like oh no it's fine but in listening to it like it's funny how we're talking about the world we're like oh yeah you know this corona thing so we recorded for people listening we recorded in like it was late late February or maybe early March but it feels like so much has happened in that time life has changed so much and now the only way we can we can record is uh via via this so how are you traveling with that it's uh, yeah, interesting times, and while uh, it seems like so long ago, not what has happened because not everybody's allowed to do anything. Um, yet yeah, here we are, uh, about to do episode two uh, on an AFL podcast, which is uh, quite remarkable <laughs> about a sport that's not happening. The irony of all of this too was that this year, like I remember Ed. Um, and you and I were like, oh, you know, we obviously want to do the podcast again, but we're pretty busy this year. Like between us, we all had like different travel at different times and different this and different that. And we were like, I don't know if we're going to be able to find the time or, or have, we will probably remember that first episode, we're like, oh, we'll kind of do things a bit sporadically through the year and we'll record when we yeah. can and all this stuff. And then now it's like, well, we're, 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 we've got a lot more time. Definitely not. In the world, nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Nothing not, to talk about. No, we can't travel anyway. So it's not all all the trips that we had have been cancelled. So yeah. we're stuck here. So we've been talking the last week or two about recording because we thought, look, there is still a fair bit to discuss. We're definitely not going to overdo it. We're not going to, you know, like some of these shows, keep trying to go on air and put stuff together and make it more and more awkward. But we'll do probably every three weeks or so is just see how we go, obviously. If there's something major that happens, like all the hubs get announced, we can discuss that. Um, but at this stage, we're just going to have a bit of a chat about essentially everything that's happened since um, we last spoke. So obviously round one and all the bits and pieces in the news and, yeah, just have a bit of a general chit-chat and kind of catch up on, on, on where we've been. If you've got any questions... Send them through to afldeepdive at gmail.com. Um, we've had a bunch of questions come through, which we'll address tonight. Um, you can also send it to our social media, AFL Deep Dive. So any of that sort of stuff, um, flip through some questions that you've got um, right now. We're happy to do a questions episode, of course. There's a lot more time. We're not During the season, we never really got much time to do a full questions episode or even through bits of it because we're always trying to cover games. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we can answer a few of those tonight. But it's just going to really be a bit of an open forum discussion around where we're at, give a bit of our opinion on where things are going to potentially go and, and what we thought of, of round one. But um, before we do yeah, that... Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, obviously we're going to have to do something that uh, we profess uh, not to do a lot of and that's uh, speculate um, because that's literally all we have to do at the moment is speculate what could or could not have in the future. So it'll be interesting. It's not our... It's not our Stick. It's not no. our. It's not something you or I really like to talk about, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, lucky for us, we uh, 
still have our sponsors on board, don't we? We do, and that's and the irony of it all. I was thinking irony of it yesterday. Like we have probably the most relevant sponsor to what's going on now. So Hopstone, hopstone.com.au, a craft beer delivery service. If you've ever needed stuff delivered to your door, I think these guys might be the people. Yeah, exactly. If there's ever been a time to test it out, it's now. Hopstone.com.au is a craft beer delivery service. So they deliver craft beer fresh in cans um, across Australia. Um, They're based in Melbourne here, but they shift it all over Australia. They come in different size packs, 10 and then 20s as well. If you've used the promo code AFL Deep Dive, you get $25 off your first pack. And it means like the packs are only very good. Yeah. The packs are only in like the you know 60s and 70s. They're really reasonable. They end up being, you know, not not really any different to retail prices anyway. Um, but then with with the um, discount, like it's significantly cheaper than going to a bottle shop and people are terrified to to um, leave get you know going to the front yard now. So like I think this is probably the the um, everyone's had a standoff in the supermarket now trying to get to the same item. So now now I think is the time to get on topstime.com.au. Absolutely. It's pretty hilarious. Like all these online businesses that you know we're obviously like building from the fringes and you know we you know work in those kind of areas and it's been interesting seeing them like take more and more market share and now all of a sudden it's it's they're they're a huge section of the market. Um, essentially overnight, you know, businesses like Ben and Mofo and I actually haven't spoken to the Hopstone guys more recently, so I don't know whether they must have seen an uptake. You would think you business. would think so even just from their current subscribers or like we've mm. just done, we've told our, yeah, our exactly. network of uh, viewers to jump on board, friends, people who who are doing it, no doubt would have said, oh, we'll just get on to this beer delivery service that I'm on, uh, they tell you out for Muncie Clown. Get on it. <laughs> That's it. So hopstone.com.au, uh, great supporters. They've been supporters of the podcast pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. Um, also, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Also, um, check out Beyond the Game, Beyond the Game TV. Eddie's not here tonight. Good news, he's not on the Westgate. He's okay. We're, we're getting a bit concerned there. He's all good. Obviously, as good as good can be, he's, he, he's a sports content creator and producer so right now um it's not uh yeah, not, not, a lot, not a lot of not a lot of content to work with so uh, no. we we'll do our best to give him something to fiddle around with yeah exactly work. he can <laughs> keep, him, keep him occupied yeah he can um he can play around with this a little bit and do something um fun but um yeah check out beyond the game tv they're going to do a bunch of stuff over um, the extended off-season or whatever you want to call this um, for different sports and and try and create some content for you. So definitely check out Beyond the Game TV on Facebook and YouTube and all the various platforms. So where do you want to start? So should we talk about... Should we just talk a bit about how we're going with no sport? Like that in itself, like not even just AFL, like this, it's starting to really grind me now. Like what, what are you, how are yeah. you going? We're, we're a month, basically yeah. a month or so in. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, obviously we'll joke a lot uh, throughout this episode, but um, in all seriousness, no sport for a lot of people is quite detrimental to their mental health because yeah. – Particularly uh, Victoria, Melbourne uh, AFL uh, is is the religion, and yeah. we know this to their facts now. It is uh, huge. Anyone who tried to watch round one will realise that uh, 
it's it's a soul almost a soulless game without the crowd. So there'd be a lot of people um, who I mean they save every year for their their membership because they just live breathe footy. Um, you and you and I are just scratching the surface with our uh, affinity with the sport. There's some real real diehards out there. So yeah, yeah, I think it's tough. Um, mm. and that's just AFL, let alone again like you you and myself big sports fans in general with not much to go and watch except uh, one sport that um, neither of us are fond of, um, in particular horse racing. Um, <laughs> no, not, not, not for me. Um, no, yeah, for me. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's just really hard. Like, it gets to the point where it's like, well... I start to get concerned, obviously, about mental health. You know, apparently it's to the point now where one in three calls to Beyond Blue uh, in relation to COVID, like that's obviously pretty full on already, you know, 30 plus percent of their calls are in relation to something that's not that old. Um, but then also, like, I I can't speak for all the cities, obviously, in terms of Melbourne, like I get a bit concerned about it. We're, we live in Melbourne and I'm not trying to be Melbourne-centric, but it's... It does get concerning, as as you quite, um, I think, rightly point out, because the sport really is part of the the fabric of the city. And when I describe what makes Melbourne great to people from overseas or even people from some other cities, generally northern cities, um, about Melbourne and what makes it what it is and why it is what it is, and you know, I've got a, I lived in Sydney as Michael did as well, and. Um, some of the people up there, I was like, oh, you know, what, what is the difference? You know, why, why do Melbourneians seem more relaxed and why is there this kind of like, you know, it just has this different feel and all that sort of stuff and they're trying to kind of like get into the psyche of a Melbourneian. I think a big part of that is sport and it, it, it's a very much part of the, the woodwork and the framework or the fabric or whatever you want to call it of, of this city and not having that. Yeah, I think it def as you point out, totally. I think it definitely impacts people in a lot of ways, and you know we can't start the season um, irresponsibly. We definitely have to continue what we're doing, and there's a lot of evidence to show that this won't peak for at least another month, if not two months, maybe even three months. Like it's just so hard to know. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's a massive concern that that this is um, a big part of the fabric of it, and like we're we're doing fine. Like I mean, both of our businesses at what we do for a living has been impacted you know pretty considerably by covid but you know it's like 80 to 85 percent of, of businesses being impacted by covid like it's an enormous percentage so that's not um that's nothing to cry about but yeah look up for the all the people out there that are doing it tough any of our listeners that are doing it tough you know we're definitely thinking of you um try and exercise if you can um as much as you can i find that really helps um, if you've got a garden, if you've got an outdoor space, definitely get out there as regularly as you can. Um, yeah. Chat to people when you can yeah. as much as like, sorry, you go, you go. I was going to say, yeah, um, if, if exercise, like physical exercise, uh, gardening and things like that aren't your, your thing, um, definitely recommend trying to learn a new skill, whether it be a language. Uh, I've got friends who are taking this time to um get better at things like yoga or, or just their flexibility in general because yeah. they can just sit in front of a, a screen and do that. Um, or other things like that uh, might come in handy um, at the other end, like whether um, 
textiles like knitting or sewing or something something like that. Um, these are the types of things that may come in. Uh, in, in very much handy um, at the other end of this, however long that may be. Uh, yeah, definitely. Plant, plant, plant fruit and, and veg in your gardens too or in pots if you can. So not having to rely on going to the shops um, when these, these crop and at the same time you save money um, once they start to fruit. So yeah. lots lot to do. You've got to, I guess, take a deep breath and, and think about and focus on what can you do. Um, not what you can't do and obviously if you really, really struggle there's plenty of uh, resources there these days uh, and talking is is vitally important. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I've been saying to people as well, as much as it's, um, you know, uncomfortable, like, you know, Michael and I, good mates, and we've caught up a bunch of times on FaceTime and obviously we would not be normally doing that. And yes, it's not normal or comfortable or, you know, I'm not I'm not really massively into it, but you have to do it. you got to keep contact with people and some of my friends that are, you know, living on their own as well. Like I'm lucky I live with my partner so I don't have, um, have that, but it would be a lot harder on their own. So, you know, reach out to those people if you can as well and that would be a lot more full on. Um, but yeah, not to try and, you know, bring things down. Normally we, you know, take the piss and laugh the whole time, but like, this is obviously a pretty serious issue and, you know, to anyone that's, that that's related to the podcast or anyone obviously in general, but specifically, obviously we're talking about our audience, you know, if you're doing it tough, we're obviously thinking of you and, you know, um, yeah. can't fully understand certain things, but yeah, we'll, you know, hopefully, um, this, uh, we'll keep trying to do episodes and if we, you know, we, we get a lot of, um, people saying that we really enjoy them so we're going to keep doing them and hopefully that does bring you even um yeah a little bit of um entertainment because obviously right now you people <laughs> i imagine are running out of things to entertain themselves with yeah, yeah. so even if two clowns or bozos whatever you however you want to regard us uh bring you a little bit of light entertainment yeah, exactly. um, and help you to have a have a giggle um all, all the better for it because that's uh definitely another thing that's um can be uh, very beneficial for the for the mind and the and the soul and all that yes. to have a good old laugh and unfortunately um, uh, we ha- and this is a bit of a sidetrack but we uh, lost one of the all time great comedians uh, the other day um, Tim um, so not 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 that not that I'm <laughs> suggesting Trent or I uh, at that echelon but um, no it's uh, a time where we're, um, yeah laughter is uh, very much needed so. Uh, anywhere you can find a laugh, I think it's great. Yeah, I'm 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 not funny enough to wear Tim Brooke Taylor's uh, other bands, but no, I know I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, so that's that's I guess we wanted to kind of say something I guess in relation to to all of that. Um, so let let's kind of keep moving I guess with round one because that's kind of like the the central point and, and where we can start. I guess the other thing too is like. In this period, we are going to try and use this time to do stuff that we probably wouldn't have had time to do, obviously, when we're recording normally. Um, so we are going to do some interviews, um, definitely, 100%. I know we keep saying that, but we are 100% going to definitely do that now um, because, like, we've got a lot more time. But we've got a lot more time. We're not working as much. But on top of it, we've also got more time. And more well, the people we're interviewing have got more time as well. So it, it all kind of make sense and that's that's a lot more likely to happen now in the past it was like trying to fit the podcast in normally was virtually impossible whereas now you know there's definitely a bit more um ability to to spend a bit 
more slightly more time into that or certainly more to do interviews and stuff yeah. like that because um particularly sports people um you know athletes they're not not exactly doing a lot right now so all of a sudden they've got a bit of time to talk to us um but let's let's as we spoke uh, let, let's chat a bit ra- about round one tell tell me your thoughts overall like i know we've we've spoken a bit about it but i guess overall how did it feel not not so much let's start so, like just the optics of it not so much like the 16 minute quarters and stuff i guess wh- how did it feel watching it um yeah uh, as i touched on earlier um oh it might have been just our conversation it's it, i found it very very difficult to to watch it was was quite soulless without a crowd and without yeah. the noise um yeah uh, <laughs> I, it, it did take me back right. a lot of commentators have, have already mentioned this um those viewers who are old enough to remember used to go to a live match and get there a bit earlier and afl reserves when it was a thing would play and there literally would be 20 people in the crowd and you knew they were the parents or um, other halves until the the main event um came around it was very very much like that and I think the skill levels for me um, and, and whatnot uh, were reflective of not having that crowd there. It's kind of like when um, a, a, a top-tier player gets dropped and they play reserves and people think they're just going to dominate because they're a, um, such a better player, but they're brought down at a level when they play in that type of atmosphere. So yeah. I just – yeah, and, and good on the AFL for basically – Realising that it was not going to continue to work, um, that would have been forced anyway, but pull a pin after one round. Uh, I agree that they had to give it a go just to see how it went, and at least we've got one round under about. Um, but uh, I'm definitely not not personally on, on the side of rushing back into getting AFL up and running per se, except for the fact that it'll will help people's lives to watch sport again. Um, I just don't think the spectacle will be all that good. So if I can get my head around the fact that it's not going to be as good as it could be, then I might uh, might enjoy it a little bit more when it starts again. Yeah, I agree. You know, what, do yeah. You, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Solace was one of the things I thought about it as well. Uh, it was just really awkward. I mean, I think from the first um, game on the Thursday night, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of back but then by Friday which it didn't help that it was a terrible game and a big letdown the dogs were awful and Collingwood were really good um that kind of really fell away um but then as it as the round kept going it got weirder and weirder and more and more uncomfortable I, I, I I'll be honest and then more and more obvious that this just can't continue the way it's continuing and you know Luke Beveridge made the point and a lot of people discussed this but you know how can we be saying they can't shake hands at the end and they can't, uh, they can't, you know, do that sort of stuff, but then they can tackle each other. Like it it just, it got to the point where it was like, if we're going to do one thing, how can we really do the other? And then it just kind of got awkward. And then that was it. And it was like, well, this can't really continue. I think we have to unfortunately just forget about it because it, it, um, I don't agree at all with Mick Malthouse that, that, you know, he was saying that we should just ignore the results and start the season again. I think that's um, ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it could continue. 
Um, and I, I do question whether it was the right decision. I don't know. I think at the time it maybe was in the week leading up to it, but everything moves so quickly. So I get that side of it as well. I'm not blaming the AFL, but as it as the even the weekend went on, which days are like you know minutes now, it was like uh, but this yes. just starts to feel awkward and weird and. You know, if we got, we are going to practice social distancing in the way that they want us to, then I don't see how we could possibly um, continue things in that respect. It just was, yeah, it just was weird. It was a pretty bad round of football as well. Um, I've heard players comment that they were uncomfortable and there were um, 12% of players that said they didn't want to play. So... I, you know, that's quite a few. There were surveys and stuff that were done, so there were quite a few that said they weren't really kind of keen on, on playing and were happy to kind of, you know, push the season on to later in the year. But I don't know. I get the idea of, like, you know, you've got to kind of get it going at some point. I get the financial side of it. Um, but the AFL's not in the same position the NRL's in. I get why they're under pretty heavy pressure with um, Rugby League. Uh <laughs> With Peter Volandis and everything uh, yeah. going on there, but, yeah, well, yeah. that's a whole whole other uh, kettle of fish. That one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we we've said for a million years, like, well, not we. This is not some you know Nostradamus prediction, but they're obviously not. You know, NRL doesn't is not doing very well, and that's been obvious for a long time. Um, but yeah, in terms of AFL, like, I I don't know. It, it did. It does make you wonder whether. I mean, I I've it's so hard because they obviously want to give AFLW the the light that it needs, but. Maybe once, because this the thing about it is like people have known about this since December. So would it have been better to have gotten two or three rounds, four rounds out of the way in January, February, given the AFL owns um, Marvel? Whether that would have been better to have done to get a few rounds out of the way before things had gotten as serious? I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, whether they had locked off Tasmania and, and, and shipped everyone to Tassie and done it there. Like, jokes aside, that actually would have, wouldn't have been like, you know, AFL Island on Tassie. It's a pretty big island. But if they'd locked it off and there'd been no cases and they'd stopped travel there early, there would be no cases because no one can get in, in there. So if they'd done that in January, like, ironically, like, that wouldn't have been the worst idea. But problem was no one knew and it's kind of blown out as long as it did and we you know i don't know i don't yeah can't really go that far back anymore but it, it in terms of watching it it felt really weird and it became more and more obvious that there was no way round two was going to go ahead oh yeah and that's exactly what you were st- uh, stipulating that uh as the round went on it got weirder and weirder because there was all the murmurs of potentially those last one or two yeah. games not even played so yeah. that filters down like how much motivation do the players have them? Most of them. I get that. Most yeah. of them, are, yeah. And so many of the players wouldn't have had those motivation levels, knowing that they probably didn't want to be out there playing contact sport anyway. Yeah, and I think as it, as weird as it got, it also became and awkward. It also became, as you say, more and more obvious that yeah, like uh, that it was. Everyone was kind of thinking about it and conscious of it, and I, that that showed on field. Um, in terms of on-field, what, what did we think of the 16-minute quarters? I, I, I'm pretty sure you've had the same opinion as mine. Tell me. I, I've always felt the game's too long. We'll have for a long yeah. time now. What, what did you think? Did you like it? Do you think that'll stay? Is that a good thing? Uh, I like it, but I'm also a big fan of reducing the season games-wise. Yeah. Um, it's becoming 
uh, so uh, taxing on a player's bodies that uh, something's got to give either uh, their training load, which is probably not likely um, given the um, industry uh, and full-time work and all that type of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, happy with 16-minute quarters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they'll just adjust. And I, I think it'll be a benefit for the game that players can go uh, harder because it's a shorter quarter. Um, I think it'll, in the long run, make it more enticing and entertaining sport for the overseas market. And, again, you and I have brought this up a number of times. Uh, let's not get delusional. The AFL are wanting to get into the US market in a big way. And if it's too long, the Americans will not watch it. It is really long. I mean, I, I, I think it should be about it. Ideally, I think it should be about, like, it, this is the problem, and it's the thing with a few things in the AFL. It's an older sport now. But if you were starting the game now, one of the things you wouldn't do is you, there's no way you'd have it longer than 80 minutes. So they'd be 20-minute quarters, and that's it. That would be all that it is. I know they were running more than that yeah. with 16 minutes, but that'd be all that it really would be. And you definitely wouldn't. That's the thing. Like, you go, sorry. If it was eight, I was going to say, even if it was 18, like, yeah. 18 with time on, like, yeah, I well, just think it's a benefit for the game. I, I liked it. I, I think, you know, the, the stars were, you know, on the ground more, which was good because it wasn't as long. Um, it was a better spectacle. Well, the game, well, that's not true because the round one was pretty bad, but. It was bad because of, I think, corona and everything going on. I think if that had been in a normal setting, I think things would be a bit different. Um, yeah. I do wonder. I agree. Yeah, it was a smaller sample size. Obviously, we've only seen one round, but I do wonder whether that would it would make games a bit closer together. I, I, I don't know. That's the biggest problem is it's very hard to have an opinion on it when I've only seen one round and everyone knew about the corona. And obviously, things were super awkward. And players didn't want to be there, and like clearly that it was weird. So like I don't, I, I want to see it normally um, if they can work. And the problem is though, the broadcast agreement. I mean this, and we'll get this kind of can pivot into our next discussion. But with the broadcast agreement, I mean even if it stays the same and it gets extended for two years, which is the rumor going around, that was already being discussed, and that had been reported prior to all of this. Let's say it gets extended for two years. There's no way that broadcasters will agree to a shorter games or b less games. There's, there's no way that that's going to happen. If they want, if they get shorter no. games, they're going to then want more games. So adding, you yeah. know, state of origin, which was one of the discussions that there'd been. But like, let's say that that is to take place. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know whether it will legitimately continue when the broadcasters are used to getting that amount of money for X amount of time and games. And time, the length of the game, equals more commercials. More goals, more commercials, more length of time, more commercials, longer halftime break, more commercials. That was one of the things why Seven had issues with the 15-minute. You know how it was reported in the off-season that halftime was going to go to 15 minutes from 20? Seven cracked it because they were like, well, you realise that across a year we would lose X amount of money like what do, what do you think? Do you think that could ever gen? I mean, obviously, like never say never, particularly now. But like, they're going to get less money for the probably going to get less money for the overall deal whenever it gets drawn up again. Are we then going to you know have shorter games? Like, it just seems even harder to get there now. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, probably not. And then if you you got someone at the helm of the AFLPA in uh, Dangerfield 
being so well respected, yeah. uh, well educated on matters outside of his just playing. Um, yeah, it's unlikely that these changes will happen in the next two to five years, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to have, or I don't want to see this the sport turn into a replica of the NFL, American football, where the ad breaks are ridiculous. Like it's a sport oh. that goes for about 40 or 50 minutes in total, yeah. but it's played over two and a half hours because advertising is... It rules is the game. The, yeah. Um, yeah, rules the game. I, I think that would be a blight and you would lose a lot of uh, AFL fans yeah. watching it live, yeah. um, which if they go to the games live, that might be a win-win, but then they've got to be smart about the broadcast deal at the same time. So, uh, And, yeah, the players obviously having this year's pay cut, um, they'll be like, nah, we've got to stick to whatever that was uh, yeah. in the original agreement and extend it. And I think you're right. I think that's probably what will happen for at least the next three years as from 21 through to 24. Yeah, just minimum. Yeah, I agree. It just seems really hard. Like, that's the thing. I don't think people are... Everyone's like, oh, that was good. We liked the 16 minutes. You know, will that continue? I know everyone's, like, trying to create content at the moment because there's no games going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, I get, obviously, the media cycle. But, like, I don't think people have understood the practicality of it because even if everybody likes it, are seven going to like it? They didn't like the 15-minute over 20-minute halftime. Do, you, do we think... Like, I don't know how many dollars... Support. I like full forwards kicking 15 goals well, in a game. If an ad, exactly, yeah, totally. But if an ad break is worth, let's say an ad break is worth 200, let's say it's worth $20,000. It wouldn't be worth that. It'd be worth a lot more than that. But let's say an ad break to seven is worth $20,000. And let's say they lose one ad break every single half time. So... If let let's say seven, I can't remember the number of games, but let's look, there's 192 games generally in the season. So if you've got 198, sorry, if you've got so 198, how many games do seven tend to do? They don't do every game. So if you've got 198, they do four a week. So divide that by. So you've got like just say half. Let's round it out to yeah. Let's do 200. It's 100 games. Let's say 100. Ad. Yeah, exactly. Let's say let's say around 100 ish. Whatever. If you're times yeah. in, if you're losing twenty thousand dollars every single half time, that's two million dollars right there. So I don't like obviously that's that that's that's done on that's just half time. Yeah, we've just done that on the fly, and that's not yeah. that, that and that that wouldn't be accurate. It'd be higher than that, and like I'm not going to bother sitting down and working out exact amount of games. The point of this is to prove that it would cost a lot of money. So yeah, it's other, tens of million dollars. Yeah, potentially. It would, it would be millions, right? At least more than a million. So, therefore, yeah, it would, we're easy. So, therefore, what happened? Like, if you cut out like 20, 30 minutes, 20, say 15, 20 minutes out of a game, that's more commercials because that's more chance of goals. So, even if you look at the, like, even if you looked at the average rate of goals and then worked that out on the minutes lost in the game across a whole year. That's that's way more than one set of commercials. That would be shit, but because they would say potential commercials because of yeah. every time there's a goal, there's more commercials. So I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't see how that could work. I don't 
obviously know the minutiae no. of the of the broadcast agreement, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, while I personally would prefer to see the quarters shortened yeah. and the overall oh, game of shortened, the commercial reality is uh, it's very highly unlikely for the foreseeable future unless um, something else is arranged where players' well-being and their financial um, uh, chest continues to grow, um, which... Yeah, don't have I think it's a now. yeah. After three to five years, way before a change, bigger change happens like that, especially now having this year pretty much yeah uh, wiped off. off the uh, the calendar. Yeah, the only the only caveat in this discussion, I think, and the only way that I think it could potentially get reached with shorter games, um, that then would mean would keep the broadcasters happy the audience happy obviously there's always going to be audience will say no i don't want anything to change ever but like the you know keeping most parties happy like the only way was that like older players and apparently a lot of the more like endurance players um came out and said that after round one they felt really good and they recovered like twice as fast and like isaac smith and a few people said that they if if all games were like that, and this was only, to be fair, they were like, it's just the one game, but on, on that small yeah. amount of evidence so far, I reckon I could play more games. So that they were like, I reckon maybe we could do 25, 26, 27 games across a year. Like if, if we did do shortened games. So that's, that's a way that it could work where Seven and Fox would be like, okay, and I'm, just, I'm not trying to not... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to not include Fox in this. I know I included, I was talking about seven before, but more as a generalised comment around the cost of it. But for all the broadcasters, radio, everybody, that then might mean that they get to the number they want to get to. But obviously now, are we going to get to that number? Will the AFL's value be as high post this? There'll be, even if it is, there'll be different clauses in the contracts now in relation to if there is a pandemic. X happens because apparently a lot a lot of this has been so like we won't let's let just really briefly because this this could boil into a long conversation um, but one of the biggest things within the disagreement between the NRL and nine is it was within the the nine contract it said if there was an act of God that that prevented the season from going ahead or something along those lines I can't remember the exact verbiage but there's this notion of if this it says in the contract, if something like an act of God is to happen, then um, you know we we don't have to pay a dollar for for something that doesn't happen. But then, like yeah. so, nine are essentially that nine's lawyers and nine's partners are essentially arguing that this was an act of God. But then the NRL are like, no, it wasn't. Like it's active man, and this is the thing. It's like such like a legal minefield, but. There'll be different. There'll be all sorts of crazy things that'll get put into contracts. Like if if a ep, you know epidemic happens, then this happens. If a pandemic happens, then anyway. So you can keep going on and on and on. But anyway, so that's yeah. I I, I completely agree with you. Like it was a really weird round, and um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how how the broadcast agreement looks. I guess let's pivot now into what what did we think of the? So obviously there was a disagreement. What seemed like there was definitely a disagreement between the AFLPA and the plat well AFLPA and its players and the AFL in terms of the percentages, and there was that whole thing that dragged on 
what felt like for 10 years, but it was actually only like a week. Um, it was just so much coverage on it that there was this huge breakdown, but it got resolved in like five days. But what did we think about that with the players getting 50% um, and everything around there? Did you think that was fair? Do you think it should be higher, lower? Like what, what did you think? I have that much to talk about it. I literally, I heard, I heard, yeah, donuts. Um, it's, uh, I literally had switched off. Um, oh, and it wasn't the reason. You know, you, know, you know the details of the reason I switched off uh, after round one. No, uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah, very so interesting. I, look, the GOAT players' welfare uh, has to be taken care of. Um, and as long as both parties, I guess, in agreement with how it ended up, um, I'm okay with it. Just like uh, the players, or many players being able to um, apply for the government uh, Commonwealth subsidies that are available um, as well. I'm okay with them that their employment, yeah. if they can't work and they've been there and they're entitled to it, why should they be any different to us um, mere mortals, uh, as some people like to put us? Uh, yeah, just because some of them get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's a small minority. Most of the players... Um, There's heaps that are on a lot of money. Yeah, like 50, 60, 80, like standard incomes. It's a very small portion that are on really big dollars. And let's not forget uh, a lot of people out there in the workforce that are on six figures have also lost their jobs. It's not just those who are on um, low to medium incomes that have lost their jobs. It's a whole plethora of people across the country. So I all sports people, regardless of whether it's a profession, should uh, get that entitlement. And AFL are just lucky that they built a treasure chest and, and we're very smart, business-minded to yeah. have things in place where they can continue to play, pay their players in a, in a time where they're not actually generating an income for them. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, there's no, I have no, yeah, I don't disagree at all. There's the players that, as a result of not playing and not getting those match payments and the ones that were on... You know, because there's no players that are on under, it's around 80 odd thousand, but like then they're like tied into that contract. One of the ones comments I heard recently was around um, Oscar Brownless. So, for example, he was on a very small contract and parts of that contract were built on payments of, you know, matches and all that stuff. So if he's not playing any matches, he can't obviously earn that money. So he would then be entitled to the job keeper thing. Um, anyway, so uh, look, I, no, it wasn't. An, it was not like people were starved for content. So I think that's why it generated a bit of interest. But oh, it wasn't an interesting yeah, story. No. Essentially, like there was bartering between the, the two um, stakeholders, well, the AFL and a stakeholder, and its major one in the players, and trying to talk about the percentages. Yeah. But that that was all it really was. I just. Yeah, I thought it could be worth bringing up. But, I mean, essentially, like, I think it was, to be honest, my answer is it's probably fair. Uh, I think it's probably about right. Um, there's no games going on. There's no season going on. Um, they're kind of lucky to get any money, like, to, to be honest. Like, yeah, in our jobs, we're, we're heading to the JobKeeper stuff, so which is fine. That is what it is. But, like, there's, there's how many people work for businesses that can't pay them any more than the JobKeeper stuff, that's pretty pretty heavily common now. So, I, yeah, exactly. like, they're still getting money. So, it's not like Dustin Martin gets nothing this year and he has to go on the JobKeeper thing. I get that. Obviously, it's a totally different thing. And the AFL obviously has money in reserve. But, 
Um, they're not rugby league, but at the same time, there's there's still hang on. it's a it's a funny one. But I think I think it was about right. Um, yeah. Do we do we want to discuss? So I guess let's pose the question, and we've been asked this question by a bunch of listeners and and viewers. Do, do we think the season will go ahead? Like, do do you do you think right now in mid April? Do you think that it will go ahead in some form? Yeah. Okay. So you you, you believe the yeah. the hub thing, or what? What is your uh, um, I reckon I reckon AFL will wait to see what happens with the NRL. That's my gut feel. The NRL. And, and I yeah, and because uh, the thing, if all the players have been tested and they're clear, why would them being in a field playing a sport be any different to people who we don't know if they've been tested and they're positive or negative, going to work at Coles or Woolies or any of these other places that are open. Yeah. So that's one argument. Um, but again, do do we want to see a sport like AFL? Um, and for those of you who saw some of the stories coming out, the money being invested in getting sound, like crowd sounds and, and whatnot for the sake of a very small portion of time. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I look, at the earliest, I don't think we'll see footy until June, at yeah. the very earliest. Yeah, I think it will go ahead, but I think it will go ahead in, in um, you know, AFL Island hub-type scenario. I don't, it's definitely not... I don't think we'll see crowds probably at all this year. Um, if we do, it's going to be very, very late in the year and, and a few things would pretty significantly have to change. Um, I, I just think people aren't going to have the confidence to go into crowds and do all that sort of stuff. I just don't see that happening. So ultimately, I, I, I don't. I think it will go ahead, but it'll go ahead without crowds, which I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to watch it, but it was so awkward without, without crowds, and uh, I never really thought about it. Like, what would, what would the game or you know, other games look like without crowds, but it's it's shitty. It's it's really awkward and weird. And what do we think about this that came out today? This crowd noise thing about them playing um, crowd noise at the ground. That sounds pretty pretty weird. What do you think? Stupid and a waste of money. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just an absolute waste of money, resources, clutching at straws, um, knee jerk reactions don't necessarily do. Uh, much good uh, in any uh, scenario, so it'd just be disappointing. Um, I guess looking at uh, the EPL uh, as an example, thirty-year uh, drought uh, yeah. for Liverpool uh, to win a championship, and they do it in front of no one. Uh, we're talking tens of millions of supporters. Um, I'd hate to see AFL Grand Final uh, being played in an empty stadium. I think. I don't think it's worth it for the game, uh, to be honest. I, I think they'd be better off. Because I don't think they can get crowds into stadiums, even if it meant 50% of capacity, um, just to take some burden off um, the likelihood of um, the spread. And obviously, again, speculating, there might not be a, a threat in three or four months' time or six months' time or whatever the case may be. Um, then, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a bloody tough one. Um, you've got one hand. Footy brings so much joy to people. Um, so the sooner it's on the TV, the least, the better. Um, but as a spectacle, do we 
just do that for the sake of it and I think they will because the the reality is it's like yeah. 60 cents in the dollar uh, for the AFL comes from the broadcast agreement so it's so much money um, yeah they're gonna have they'll have to go ahead they can't well they could but they won't because it, it recoups at least some level of money um, and essentially I think I, I like what the AFL's thinking. Um, I obviously am not in board meetings, but from what's leaked out and what's come out so far, I like the idea. Um, so the proposal is that it's probably likely that, you know, it's longer than obviously that original date, which I think was the end of May. They said that they would start the season again. I think it was like May 29 or something weird. But um, the thinking is that Seven and Fox have, because of the Olympics being postponed until next year now, have a huge amount of open air and all this time yeah. to fill and multiple channels to fill where the, nothing was booked. So essentially what it looks like is it'll be like a football Olympics where like obviously within Olympics there's, you know, sport on constantly. That's exactly what it's going to be pretty much. So they'll have multiple channels. At times there'll be multiple games going on, but they will absolutely going to have a game every day or you know, there'll be a day break here and there, but most of the time there's going to be games going on constantly uh, or pretty regularly, um, and they'll be yeah, yeah and they're going to pack it in. Sorry, can I yeah interrupt you there? That because uh, I was, didn't mention it, uh, earlier when we were talking about uh, the length of game time and stuff like that. Because uh, that's the other thing, a uh, few people were commenting that if the quarters were shorter and overall game was shorter, potentially some teams on a rotation. Uh, basis could play two games in a week. Yeah. Which then, in this scenario, with the uh, yeah. two weeks of uh, catch up during when the Olympics would have been, uh, it makes it possible to yeah be like a, a under eighteen uh, state um, championships round robin type scenario. Yeah. And you have have the little hubs. Or uh, even the NBA, play. which is on constantly. Yeah, exactly. With the I, I what do you, what do you think of the hubs? Do you think that would work? Do you think it's a good idea? It sounds like it's going to be WA, SA, Tassie. I mean, it probably is the only way to get it going. What what, what do you think? Yeah, uh, not knowing the. Uh, m- micro information around how it would work. Uh, I guess, look, I'm a big fan of uh, adapting to situations as best as possible and that means uh, getting footy back on the screens and getting players back, umpires back. I mean, this is a thing. So many people will uh, get getting back to normal and if medicos and everyone that needs to sign off on it agrees to it then um why not um it'll 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 bring some type of economic relief to those states and towns um because they'll have to buy food or do something um they can't just be there for however many what was it like a week or two 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 weeks at a time from one hub to the next, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah, and something around there. Yeah. Well, that'd be the that would be the the break they have to have legal, yeah. legally. Yeah. Yeah, and then filter it down um, towards the point end of the season to have games back in Victoria. Um, I think that works well. And then obviously, so much more to think about because they've got to be adaptable to change. So if a certain area all of a sudden, like Tassie, all of a sudden isn't lockdown um, in Burnham. 
So they won't be able to probably use Tassie as early as they originally thought. Yeah. Um, so as long as they've got checks in place uh, to move and adapt quickly enough, um, if they do go ahead that way, then, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. At what point do you think... So this is another question we had quite a bit. At what point do you think the season stops becoming legitimate? So July. Yeah, okay. So if nothing happens by July, you think it's not... If it starts in August, you reckon it's not legitimate anymore? I think, um, again, we go back to uh, what's the most important thing here. At the moment, they're not playing for players and those involved health, uh, playing finals football in December. Yeah. Um, I heard someone say a grand final on New Year's Eve. I mean, <laughs> we're talking potential mid to high 30 degree days that for, for players that are going to be uh, under yeah. condition because they're not training the way they would normally. So, no, um, absolutely worst decision they could make is to start a, a modified season in the second half of the year. Um, it just I just can't see how that benefits anyone uh, except for uh, viewers of football, yep. which ultimately... It, yeah, I, I agree I'm, that... You're the player I would want to be playing in December. No, I agree with that. I mean, apparently there's already been discussions because obviously it heads well and truly into cricket season. Apparently there's been discussions of um, moving, well, the cricket's going to have to get concerned about a lot of this soon too, the Australian cricket season, but there's been talk of moving bits and pieces at different times at the MCG to release the G at different times for different things. And then also, um, because the AFL own Marvel, they could obviously tell cricket to get stuff. So there's like different ways they can manoeuvre it to free up the G, but then also free up it. Um, no, I keep wanting to call it Etihad. Well, the thing with uh, the thing with cricket though is um, international flights. They already said not going to happen this year. So no. there goes cricket in Australia. Oh, anywhere essentially, it'll only be domestic yeah. cricket. So that's probably the only saving grace um, at the moment for AFL. If push comes to shove, and that's what they decide to do. And look, I'm like any other sports fan, footy fan. I, I'll watch it regardless. Yeah, um, but I'm just very mindful that they've still got to keep the players' best interests at hand because without them, um, it doesn't exist, obviously. And I guess that's where yeah, your Paddy Dangerfields will um, come to the fore again, like he has uh, for the last few years as the president at the Players Association. So, yeah, time will tell. Like, yeah, again, if there's nothing else, go for it. Play footy, like give us something. Yeah, playing that late in the year obviously is not ideal, but I, I think that's I think it's quite likely to happen. So I'll pose it this way: Do you think if how many games do we need to play for the premier to be legitimate, or are we already way beyond that now? Uh, oh, look, it's going to be an asterisk next to this season. I think if they can get twelve to thirteen games, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd want to play every team once, yeah. but it's it's taking away. I mean, what are we? Is it five, six, ten, six, five, five extra games? Isn't there? So they double up against five teams. Yeah, so there'd be six, six, take, and six in the hubs. Yeah, yes. so if you take that away on the opposite side because the seasons change, um, so be it. I mean, we don't. You can't 
predict who the better teams are and who are going to be the worst teams. It is what it is. And I think oh, if okay. you get, yeah, I reckon if you get a dozen to 13 games in, that's enough. Because let's be honest, the top eight doesn't change a great deal in the back half of the season as far as the teams that are in there. Um, and then play a modified finals series based on those amount of games. I think anything less than that, it becomes a bit tricky. And then you get play, people going, oh, but if we had a few more games, we were on a run, all that type of stuff. Well, that's going to happen. That I, I would say that's... Like, yeah, that that will happen. What about you? What are you? What are your thoughts? How many games do you think as a bare minimum? I think for it, like, yeah, I think there's. You're right. I think without a doubt, it's kind of like. So I liken it. So if we get okay, so if we get 17 games in, everyone plays each other once, and we get a bit of an extended final series. With, this is like pie in the sky, right? So let's say we got 10 teams into the finals because. The AFL, well, that this is another thing, and we won't go down that garden path, but essentially um, the AFL is concerned around having a top eight in a 17-year because and not having 10 because there's been teams in the past that have been outside of the eight and like in se- like after having played 17 games and then won a couple of games in the back end of the year and then made it, just made it into the eight and then, you know, done some damage into the finals or at least won one game or whatever. So I get that side of it. But let's say let's say we played 17 games. Let's say we played even a standard final series, whatever, right? Let's say we did eight teams. There would be... Clearly, there's going to be an asterisk on that season. If we played 10 or 12 or whatever games and we had some kind of funny round-robin um, final series or a standard final series or 10 teams in the finals or whatever the hell we did, there would be multiple asterisks. So I think if, if the first asterisk scenario, I liken it to like the NBA lockout season, for example, or, um, you know, with, with no Jordan, like little bits and pieces where it's in that, not post-Jordan when he was retired, but like baseball Jordan in that time. That I liken it a bit, a little bit to that. It's not quite that, yeah. but you'd be like, oh yeah, because whenever you and I talk NBA history, whenever we get to that point, or whenever that comes up in conversation, we're always like, oh yeah, that year. So it's like, okay, but you know, um, I well, guess yeah. using another sport as an example, like, let's just say they do ten games and they know that they're only going to get ten rounds in. Hmm. Um, but like uh, soccer, whoever finishes top. That's the premier. So every team then plays really hard to yeah. try and finish on top of the table to win the premiership for that year. Like, yeah, and I think that would work well. We could make it very interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably going to be a funny type of thing like that, and funny not in a bad way, but in, in like a, a different kind of way. And that's the thing, yeah, that's yeah. probably what will end up happening. But I guess my point is, if it really starts to get to the... Well, I think if, if everybody doesn't play each other once, I think it really starts to put multiple asterisks on that year and then it doesn't become like, oh, yeah, there's that year where, you know, X happened, but, you know, that team won. Then it becomes there's that year, who cares? Or there's that year so, where it's like, don't don't include that as part of the, as part of it. To be honest, so if it's that time of year, should this be the year that Z's win the flag? 
Yes. That would be so funny. Or, no, I think more more humour would be, well, Dee's or St Kilda or one of those would be would be so funny. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. heartbreaking for those supporters, but, or Carlton would, well, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it would be, be like, funny. be like winning the, uh, the night, night premiership uh, in those last few years that was still around. Or, or, or another one, Crueler would be Collingwood because Nathan Buckley oh. is literally cursed. So, like, he's he's obviously won the Norm Smith in a losing grand final uh, 2018 with the Dom Sheed kick. He's he's the most, you know, cursed person in our uh, sport pretty pretty much. Of a, of a doggy year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he finally gets one and, and no one gives a shit about it and there wasn't it's enough games funny. played anyway. Nobody's, nobody's there to cheer it. Yeah, exactly. If a tree, Nobody goes to the pubs. <laughs> if a tree falls, doesn't make a sound. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, um, no, I think that's where you draw the line. So I think if we play everyone once and then we have some kind of final series similar to normal or a, or a broader one that includes another two teams, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that team won. You know, they played pretty well. It was good, you know, but it was a bit of a funny year and there'd always be that, you know, following discussion. If it really started yeah. to get to the point where we're only playing 10 games or whatever and it's really – like, let's say the hub thing starts – like multiple players get corona or something like that happens and then we've got to suspend the season a second time and then it delays it even more and then it's like we're just going to have to scrap it because there's no way we're ever going to finish it before we need an off-season for 2021. Obviously, well, even it, or if it gets to the point where we play 10 games, it's a funny final series. I, I, I don't think, I, regardless of who it is, I don't, right now, I don't think I would count that team as a legitimate premier. Because yeah, and, they and, didn't have to do what other teams did to win the premiership. And it goes into the point of like, you know, like how people argue with Roger Federer, for example. So people argue like, oh, uh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he's won like seven or eight, I'm just drawing a pen, seven or eight um, uh, US Opens. Uh, even when Federer, Federer, he's still going through this to some degree, but he's broken all of them now. But for years, it was always like, oh, this person. And it's not like Margaret Court or someone that played in the 60s and the 70s. That, that's not that long ago. Like, it was like, no, you know, well, Fred Biscuit or whatever his name was. We'll make it up. But that guy, yeah. it, I, I can't remember who it was. But he won. He's, so Federer's won five U.S.'s. Um, Jimmy Connors has got five. Uh, Sanders has got four. But there's this gap where this dude from like a million years ago has... Eight or something like, like that. Seven Fred, or eight. He's got Fred, a lot. Like Fred Manning or... No, that's him. I think that might... I think that actually might be it. Fred... Fred... No, that's the guy that... No, hang on. That's an AFL guy. He kicked a lot of goals, didn't he? Fred Fanning. That... It doesn't matter. No, some... some yeah, I think his name actually... I was actually going to no, call him Fred. Fred... Fred Linsky. That guy. Fred yeah. Fred Linsky. He won a lot of... So the point is always like... You know, you know, or he's never the greatest US Open player unless he wins nine and breaks this guy. And it's like they were playing with wooden rackets. They 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 had they played like best of three sets or making this up, but like stuff like this. You know, they they only had to play three players to get through to the slam final. Like, it, do you know what I mean? It starts to get to the point where it's like, how can I possibly? It's not like it's Rod Laver where he was playing under most of the same rules. It's like you can't even like even that's too hard to compare. But even well, when you go that far back, it's like, oh, I can't compare this anymore. It just starts to get to the point of being ridiculous. So I think that's kind of what the season would be like. 
where you'd be like, so many things were different. I can't count that as a normal AFL premiership. Would no. you Would you agree? Really. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, just going back on like how the season would look, let's not forget, it can't impact on next season. Well, it has 100%. to be yeah. responsible. So playing actual games in December would be detrimental to yeah. next year. And, and, and I don't think there's anyone in the AFL world that wouldn't want AFL oh. to be back to normal next year. I would rather... Uh, and I think yeah. that should be the highest, the highest agenda after player welfare and, and everyone's welfare is getting uh, next year up and running as close to normal as possible. I would rather, yeah, 150%. I would rather end the season now. I mean, obviously, we don't know. But if we knew that there's no way we're going to get it ahead until finishing right at the back end of the year and then it impacted season 21, forget it. I'd rather pack it in yeah. now. Or if it gets to that point later in the year, no. It's just not worth it because if we can restart the thing, it's likely that by mid-next year that we would have a vaccine by that point and things would start to... It's not going to be the same for years, if at all, but at least things would start to get back to some level of normality. I, I, I Like, we need a normal season. I don't want... Or somewhat of a normal season. I don't want a funny... Another funny season where... Oh, there were two years that were ruined by this thing. I think if we can ruin one, that's that's good. Because when you look at it, like, you know, people earlier on were like, oh, you know, the NFL has done really well out of this. It's only the winter sports, those in southern winter sports or summer sports in, over there that are, you know, struggling mm-hmm. with this. And it's like, I don't think you realize how long this is going to go for. Like, the NFL's screwed. Like, they're going to have the exact same problems once their season starts as well. I know their season's shorter. I know, obviously, all of that. I get it, but there's there's just as likely, and and the cases in America are horrendous. So it's likely they're going to have, you know, they could have a hundred thousand. They've already had over ten thousand deaths. They're likely to get well over a hundred thousand. So it, yeah. Anyway, but we're getting into the minutia of it. But I guess, yeah. Look, I, I think that's where it stops becoming a a a, a, um, a legitimate season. What? What about like so with all these with relating to your point around the off season and everything and impacting season twenty one and all that? What do you think about the notion of so? How do you think all of this is going on? And how do you think? I guess just generally or club specific. How do you? This is a question we got quite a bit as well. How do you think um, it's going to impact clubs specifically? So like senior players, junior players. Obviously, like junior players are going to you know struggle a bit, and senior players will do. A, potentially a bit better or you know do you do you just put it down that the like the richmonds and west coast and that will come out smashing it or what 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 do you think how do you think this will impact training and how will people look on the other side of it um i've got there's this um look inevitably uh part of me i'm I'm 50 50 put it this way Part of me thinks it, uh, it'll be an equilibrium of the stronger and weaker clubs because yeah. uh, players are left to their own devices uh, rather than having the facilities and coaches and whatnot uh, there by, them side, uh, by their side. So uh, this is what 
long-term successful clubs uh, have been able to do is have a strong culture at the club which uh, proliferates down the line into the players that come along. So now that that's gone, part of me feels that teams that haven't got that feel are less susceptible to uh, any little rot that might uh, come from players, especially teams like let's use our two teams that have got a lot of senior players been in that system together for years now. That's gone from them. That's yeah. uh, uh, habit, a habit and um, a familiarity gone, whereas teams that uh, are really new together, like you said, Kilders, um, for example, they might come out better for it because they'll find a, a weird sense of unity being away from each other because they'll, they'll work harder at trying to build something that hasn't um, been there for, for a long time. So, um, But then in that example, St Kilda have got such a huge financial burden uh, hanging over their head, whereas Richmond's, Hawthorne's, Collingwood's, West Coast and whatnot don't uh, have that. They, they're quite... Uh, strong financially, so they'll be able to weather um, the storm a lot more than uh, your St Kilda's, your North Melbourne's um, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm I'm sitting on the fence on on that one, to be honest, mate. Uh, It's it's such a difficult question. It's a very hard question. To really have any any real understanding, um, except that, yeah, uh, look, if it starts, put it this way, the longer it goes on, I think, the more level playing field we end up with. Yeah. Uh, the sooner the footy comes back, uh, the stronger those stronger teams will hit the ground running. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect summation. That that's what I just would not assume, but thought yeah. about as well. Because I, I yeah, you're hundred percent in, and I think the the it's going to show the arms race a bit. I mean, I think like all the as an example, like all the Richmond players got. Um, but jokes aside, I'm serious. Like it's gonna because that and this is well, we could talk about this as well. I didn't actually have this in the notes, but around the soft cap. So remind me in a second to talk about that. But like, yeah, um, Richmond, all the players got given um, not at any of their costs. Got given um, bikes and all that sort of stuff. So you know how you saw all that footage of like players, like you know, walking out of like I don't know if this was I don't know about all clubs, but I know. Well, I'm sure Gold Coast weren't all sent bikes and stuff. Like, I, surely that that didn't happen. So you saw players like pilfering the gyms, essentially like taking yeah. dumbbells and fucking anything they could get. So I, I like that was pretty funny. But like, you know, like it will show the arms race a bit. Like the richer clubs um, that do have huge cash reserves, you know, like you know, with the money that some of these clubs have, they could go multiple seasons without without playing. When you really look at the money. Like this, there's, there's yeah. already there was six clubs that were announced, and now there's multiple again. Essendon um, uh, today announced that that they're um, they they don't need any any Thank money from the yeah. AFL. Yep, um, Carlton as well uh, are going to virtually be independent. I think they needed yeah, Captain. Uh, oh. I, yeah, I, I was surprised by that, but apparently they knocked off like. Like over three million, three point four, I think million dollars worth of debt last year. So they did really well the last year or two, and have really, I think, you know, oh, they Thanks started. Thanks to their women. Hey. Thanks to their women. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've started to come good, and obviously they got one of the best players in the game playing at the club finally. Um, but true. 
But um, yeah, so oh, look, ultimately, I, I think it's going to show that a little bit. But you're 100 percent right in terms of how it will impact clubs. The the older players, I think, will look a lot better. Uh, but you're right; the longer this goes, the more even it's going to get. Really, like no matter how much you know equipment and bits and pieces they've got, they're going to lose touch and skill. And and in a normal season, like round ones, never when you go back to watch it like through the year. It's never a great round anyway. Very rarely do you watch round one and go, geez, like after after halfway through the season or the finals at prelims and when the quality is really high, you don't go, gee, I really want to go back and watch round one. Like the quality is never good because people work uh-huh. their way the into thing it. Been, yeah, the only thing that ever seems to come out of round one is uh, a goal and or mark of the year nomination because they're also pumped up to be back playing footy. Yeah, it'd be something wacko like that. But it's never like, oh, you know. No, it's never high quality. No. So, games, and that's part of why I don't think if you had 12 games, 13 games, whatever weird number it is, that it, if, if it ends up being, why I can't see how that's a legitimate season at all because it does require games to build into it and get better and better. And if your body and mind and everything is used to doing that. We can't now just be like, oh, well, that, that was fine with 12, it's all good. So, well, why, how? Well, like, it's, it's always gonna be a funny, you know, weird season. So, um, but the soft cap, so like, there's talk about that all being tightened up pretty heavily as well, which is gonna make things pretty interesting in terms of the club spend. Because right now they've got 16 million to spend on, on players. Um, so that's the hard cap, but then they've got you know, soft cap, which is a weird, it's just, it, it's pretty ridiculous because essentially, I don't think people realize the way it works. Essentially, you've got like, you know, I think it's it's like three or four million, essentially, something like that, four, maybe five, I can't remember so I made to spend. But the stupid thing about it is why it's not even worth remembering is that you can pay like, it's the same as the NBA, like luxury tax. So the, the um, so West Coast, because they've got so much money as an example, they can just be like, oh, well, we'll spend more on getting X. Like, we'll get hyperbaric changes, we'll do whatever. But then, like, the AFL's like, oh, yeah, you've overspent on your soft cap, we'll fine you by 20 grand or whatever. Which it's like, they're paying themselves anyway. Like, it's just money from one bit to the next. They all, they own all the clubs anyway. Like, it's a bit of a ridiculous scenario. So, in, in essence, there's nothing stopping you from spending more if you've got shitloads of money. It's a little bit of a Chicago Mafia scenario. Mm. Is that, you bring you some cash here, wash it and put it over there. Did Michael Jordan make you think of think of that or you just uh, came from that? Yeah, a little bit. How, how <laughs> exciting is that we should just very briefly, the um, we haven't spoken about this at all, the um, Jordan documentary, which comes out, I think in a matter of days, they finally announced, because it was like, surely they'll release it early with everything going on. It was meant to come uh, out in Surely this is, the, uh, this is the, um, the best scenario for everyone involved. Yeah, exactly. What's well, on Netflix? That. Everyone's got Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Oh, everyone's just frothing at the bit to watch anything to do with sport. And it looks pretty good. Yeah, the goat. The goat doctor. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty. Um, we might have to watch it via Zoom together or something. Um, all right. So that's that's kind of a bit of a, a chat about you know the caps, and that's going to be interesting to see how all that impacts on everything as well. Um, do, what do you think about this whole thing as well? So there's, there's been a bit of discussion around like older players and retired players potentially coming back and, you know, like this all doesn't make much sense. Like there's talk about the lists being cut, but then there's talk about like adding people in and if this doesn't work and... 
talk about having like a reserves small like because there's well this is the other thing too is we haven't talked about the seconds and what happens to all of that but like yeah so we'll start with the first first thing first um so unfortunately for channel seven and uh us um they have Steve-O on their books and they've got to make up stories for him to cover. Oh, and Steve-O. Oh, my bulldog, Steve-O. <laughs> um, yeah, and the Magoos. Well, that's the thing. Um, it's uh, the whole, I mean, the AFL over to see it, but it's, it's VFL. Um, who knows what their broadcast rights are like. I don't think, I think if anything goes ahead, it'll only be AFL, but, Makes it hard for those fringe players to keep up to speed if they uh, are needed for injuries and uh, who knows, who knows? Because then does that open the floodgates to local footy and yada, yada. I mean, well, the only thing I guess for that um, would justify the VFL being on board is that they do have broadcast rights as part of the AFL. So that's true. I hadn't thought of that. But there's all this talk yeah. like Favola and some of these guys could could come back. I think if we're at that rate, oh, I don't want to watch the game anymore. Just end it, please. Just, yeah, just chop it off at the, the angles and let it uh, fall over. Put, and, on, um, put an eye for no, I mean, someone like Pat, Paddy McCartney. Paddy McCartney? Paul McCartney. No, who was the St Kilda player that Patrick uh, McCartney. did list of concussions? Yeah. yeah, Patrick McCartney. Yeah, yeah. For he, he, like, if he is able to come back, I think that's a great yeah, story. But, he, but no, he, not yeah. for Volers, not um, Akinanis's, none of these clowns Aka. that's wow. uh, old fat. He's probably fitter. Aka, Aka would be, yeah. Aka. He's still doing handstands. He's probably in the circus now. That's true. He'd probably run away with the circus. Would suit him. Probably get kicked out of the circus for bad behaviour. Um, yeah, do you, what do you think about do you think the players can get we are got to ask this question quite a bit as well do you think the players can get fit enough in three weeks like there's been talk about like they'll get a three week notice and then they'll have to a fatties hey? a few fatties there mate I reckon I think um, there's going to be some well this is the ultimately it will it won't be football like we know and what we probably uh subconsciously expected because they are not training the way they would normally. Um, yeah. Even if there was players out there uh, uh, doing sneakies and getting out and travelling from their houses, not saying they are, but if there are some to do sport or, or train or whatever, it's not the same as being in a full gym um, scenario with their physios, Massage therapists, recovery rooms, uh, spas, plunge pools, uh, their lymphatic pants, the hovaric chambers, whatever the case may be. It's individual training um, that in most cases a lot of them might not have spotters, uh, so they can only lift so many such heavy weights before it becomes dangerous. Like It's just, yeah, I, I, it'll be different. I think, the I think the quality is going to be poor, really. I think there'll be there'll be a few really elite players that will have figured it out, but I reckon I reckon yeah, the quality is going to be shit. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, your Fives, your Mitchells, your, your, your Martins, these guys will there'll be a, unless of course they're not training at all, um, which would be uh, very surprising. They there'll be a bigger gap. 
I guess, between did them and go, the sorry, yeah. <laughs> The rest. Did you see Nat Fife surfing down in Margaret River, which is a good four hours from where he was meant to be isolating? No, he's working for his dad's trucking business. Oh, they truck all the way down to the surf. And he happened to have a surfboard and a wetsuit on him. Well, well yeah, so if, I, if the half rumours that came out about that were true. So my understanding is W haven't closed off their beaches and as oh. part of his training, he was meant to get out. So if that can coincide with uh, doing some work for your dad as a truck driver, uh, good on him. What I'm concerned is is that he was dumb enough to record it and put it on social media. No, it was recorded by Choppers initially. There were... Um, how, how did they know he was there then? I don't know. Someone must have reported it because there were news There were news Steve. Choppers that recorded it. Seriously. Steve-o. Blame Steve-o. <laughs> you blame He's desperate for news. <laughs> I don't think he works over in that, those quarters. Maybe Basil Zemplos. He's more of a WA news operator. Yeah, well, that's, see, man, that's the thing. Like, this is uh, it's probably a good case in point, actually, on something completely different. Uh, what players would normally have to deal with is media, literally, like these superstars at their doorstep. They can't uh, go to the toilet without it uh, potentially making the front page. So, uh, yeah, look, uh, look, if if they put it this way, if and this is the thing, nothing's been said since that um, report came out. If he's following the guidelines that he's allowed, then uh, I've got no problem with um, him doing that. You're pro it. Oh, then if, the, if he's allowed to jump in the ocean and go for a surf, uh, wherever he's technically allowed to be, um, then, yeah, oh, just because he's no, in that five and it made, it made the news doesn't make it wrong. No. It's just a bit of sensationalism, just, I think. Yeah, and it was more funny that, like, his mate happened to be there and he happened to have surfing yeah. equipment because he was like, oh, you know, I uh, was doing trucking duties and it's like, yeah, with your surfboard and your wetsuit and your mate who also had his surfboard and his wetsuit. Oh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> funny. He was in the back of the truck. He just happened, he opened the back of the truck doing a delivery and he goes, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, oh just thought, just thought, I heard you heading down to Margaret River. I've got... Your board, your wetsuit, and I'm already wearing mine and, and the board. I thought we would go for a bit of a swim. I must admit, though, I must admit, um, as you know and some of our viewers know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a keen runner. I, I've always got a bag in the car with running clothes just in case I find myself with a oh, spare yeah. hour on the road to go for a training session. Not obviously now because I don't have enough work to go out on the road, but... Um, <laughs> uh, some people, some people just uh, they, 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 might have done Boy Scouts, mate. Always be prepared. Yeah, exactly. All right, well let's, let's leave it there. Um, all the best to everybody listening. Um, check out Hops to Home, hopstohome.com.au. Use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get twenty five dollars off your first pack. Um, check out Beyond the Game TV, Beyond the Game AU uh, across social media. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back at some stage. I don't know when. I don't know when, but I reckon we will. Well, I know, actually, no, I know where it'll be here. I'll be here, or I might hop in my car, um, depending on uh, reception and whether it's uh, dark or light. I don't know. Um, and who knows? Uh, our next episode, there might be a, a third window up there or there. Well, there'll be... Interview. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, we will we will definitely try and do some some videos for sure um, in terms of you know interviews and stuff. But yeah, look, I think we'll, we'll, we'll as soon as there's more things to justify an episode, this was a good solid episode. As soon as there's more stuff that comes out, um, definitely whenever the hubs, if the hubs happen, if that all gets announced, um, we'll definitely go through each hub and who's playing who and what we think would happen and. Then we're starting to talk about games again, which obviously, as much as yeah, it's absolutely not normal, it's still it's still you know interesting and worth discussing. So, thanks for listening. Take care. Rate and review yep, so if you can. Good, everyone, thanks for uh, joining in, and hopefully, it's not too long before we do uh, this uh, this thing, whatever this is. The um, um, again, fuss ball. Goodbye. Good night. See you later.